Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for Tuesday, November 21st. On this edition of the Foul Ball podcast, we will be covering the Champions League slate today in a couple of hours. So we're going to get it started like we always do. We'll cover goalkeepers first. And take it away, Rob. What goalkeepers do you like on this you know, somewhat interesting Champions League slate with a few powerhouse teams? Yeah, so for goalkeepers here, I will be... Uh, mainly looking at cash uh, for Ederson and Casilla uh, for Man City and Real Madrid. Uh, I think they're probably the two safest wins uh, this slate. They're both looking at CS bonuses, but the issue for both of them is they won't see any more than uh, three saves. Uh, I, I'm not convinced that Man City can get a CS bonus. I think Feyenoord are probably going to score, and I'm not convinced APOL are going to get more than three shots in Casilla. So uh, those two are where I'll be looking to in cash. You just can't rely on that in GPP. Uh, Jose Reina is someone I'm going to be fading entirely. Uh, Napoli's wingbacks are hurting pretty badly right now. Uh, so there isn't really anything to stack with Napoli. Uh, but at the same time, Shakhtar are incredibly sneaky. Much like Feyenoord, uh, Shakhtar should come out here and get at least one goal on Napoli. But at the same time, Napoli have to win. So uh, conversely, I won't be looking at Shakhtar. But uh, Berkey on uh, Dortmund is probably your biggest fade of the week. You're going to want to avoid this guy with every single ounce of energy that you have. Uh, If you take a quick look at his scores, he's let in uh, a goal every single game. Some games three. uh, They're struggling domestically. Dortmund shouldn't be your target for a keeper this week. My top keeper target this week is going to be whoever starts for Monaco, uh, whether it be Subasek or uh, my personal pick, uh, Benadillo. both these two should see at least four saves. They come in at a, a salary that's uh, just uh, at the very cheapest of the elite salaries here for keepers. Uh, but what's most important, I think, is that uh, they have uh, probably the highest save count combined with a win chance combined with the CS bonus. I really like the way Monaco are stacking up this game. They have excellent defensive target, excuse me, defensive targets to stack with. But uh, I just really like where Monaco is sitting right now. Uh, the Sevilla keeper should probably be avoided. Sergio Rico and David Soria. Um, Liverpool are firing at all cylinders right now and are going to be coming out here looking to win the game. So I, I'm not going to be looking to Sevilla. Conversely to that, I do like Liverpool this week. Um, I think they've uh, come to a point where they're getting more stable as a team. And with that comes a CS bonus and a win opportunity. The issue I have with Liverpool, anytime they let uh, have a shot on net, it usually goes in the net. Uh, you can take a look at uh, Karius and Mengele's stats. They haven't made more than a couple saves in the game so far this season. And while that uh, accumulates some CS bonus wins, uh, I'm really looking for some saves this week. They, uh, excuse me, Fade uh, Gulik. Gulaski uh, for uh, Real uh, Leipzig. Uh, that isn't someone you're going to be looking at at all. His uh, domestic and uh, UCL scores leave everything up to be desired. He has one game uh, for his international team uh, where uh, he finished up there, but uh, he isn't someone I'm looking at in the slightest this week. Uh, Hugo Loris is probably going to be one of my top keeper plays on uh, Tottenham. The thing about Tottenham this week is that they've been priced down due to uh, their traveling and their recent game against Arsenal. Uh, they're not being priced as the elite team 
that they are in a situation where you can get a team like Tottenham or Liverpool, for example, where it's two elite talents that are being priced down due to the slate and not due to the fact that they're playing a, an opponent of any sort. Uh, like, Sevilla isn't a team that should discount you 2000 off salary. Uh, Dortmund right now isn't a team that should discount you uh, 2000 off salary. So anytime you can get a, a Tottenham player of that talent at that kind of salary, it's something you should look at. Uh, Pythop for Shakhtar is an interesting choice. I'm going to be fading him because I think uh, Napoli should come out looking to score at least four goals this game. Uh, so no matter what, I'm going to be fading uh, Pythop, though I do like him uh, going forward. Uh, Prez and Apoel is something I'm going to have to think of here. Real Madrid haven't scored more than three goals all season. Every game, domestic, uh, Champions League, three goals is their ceiling this, se this season. Obviously, it's Real Madrid. I think every single one of us can imagine a situation where Real Madrid can score five goals. thing is, they haven't been. So uh, until that point, you can kind of rely on Real Madrid to score three or less goals and probably to keep Apoel to one or less goals. In that sense, uh, that means Perez will lose six points max to his score on DraftKings. Uh, three saves. So if he can make another, uh, if he can make anything over five saves this game, uh, you will uh, be looking at a decent enough score where he'll be over one times value and will probably finish over other keepers this week who should be negatives. Uh, so Perez isn't someone I'm going to shy away from just because he's playing Ronaldo. It's not even the craziest thing this week to play both of them at the same time. Um, the thing is, like I said again, Real Madrid are capped at three goals, where teams like Napoli and Liverpool can very easily score four or five this game. Very, And I'm not exaggerating very easily score four or five goals this game. So taking Perez, knowing he's not going to let in more than three, is some, kind of something you can hedge with on your own. Uh, I'll be thinking about it, uh, but it isn't something I'll be jumping into. Uh, but that is basically all my keeper takes of the week. Yeah, you just about covered them all. So that'll do it for goalkeeper. Um, personally, I think I'm just going to be rocking with Monaco's keeper and... Hugo Lloris, as you covered and as you mentioned, they are you know drastically underpriced just due to. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? Hello? Oh yeah, shit! All right. That's a. We can just stop, and then just play start again, and then you can you, you can probably mix them together. I'm not sure actually. No, nah, we'll just keep going. We'll just you know forget about the pause. Good. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, anyways, um, while I was on mute, I was trying to say I like Hugo Lloris and, you know, whoever Monaco rocks to that goalkeeper. Uh, as you mentioned, um, you know, the EPL guys are drastically underpriced just due to them taking an airplane and flying outside of their, you know, country. So Hugo Lloris is a guy that, you know, will face a ton of saves because Dortmund is holding on to their last string and last hope if they need to win this game to have any contention at you know, advancing the group play. So the shots will definitely be there, and hopefully he doesn't let up a goal and gets, you know, Tottenham performs to the elite team that they've proven to be throughout this season. So anyways, let's move to defense. At defense, take it away. Who do you like? So for defense, it's going to be really interesting this week for me. Um, to be 100% frank, 
there aren't really many plays this week at defense. Uh, I don't like defense. Uh, it's it's. I'm having trouble finding people that I'm really comfortable rocking with on a regular basis in any format. Marcelo is just too expensive. Plain and simple. A Carval and Hakimi are both pretty expensive. Carval is interesting in the sense that he's been getting a lot of starting time and he's the discount on Real Madrid. And when you're looking for a defender, you don't have to worry about goals going in in bunches. You just have to worry about whether it's going to go in or not. If the CS bonus is going to happen or not. Real Madrid looked pretty good for a CS bonus, so you can kind of uh, rely on Carabao to, to do something there with a little bit of ceiling. Kyle Walker is interesting to me. Uh, I think he's been playing at a much better form as of late. Uh, I'm not sold on Man City keeping a CS bonus against Feyenoord, but I think Kyle Walker actually has an assist in him. Uh, he's been really close the last couple of weeks. Uh, last week he had a, a goal, a couple goals cleared off the line or called back to the offsides and uh, the like. So I think Kyle Walker's right on the brink here of getting points. So if you see him end up walking away with points today, don't be surprised. Guerrero is someone on Dortmund I'm going to be looking at in cash. Uh, I think he is an excellent cash play. He uh, isn't seeing a lot of time right now. But uh, when he is seeing time, he's a, he's basically a, a midfielder. He plays most of his time up the field. So that's something I'm looking at. The Liverpool wing backs are something you're going to have to consider too, especially Trent Alex, Trent Alexander Arnold at only 4.4k on DraftKings. Uh, Sevilla, or I should say, Liverpool defense is priced in the sense that Sevilla have been scoring at home, and Liverpool uh, historically this season has been very weak at the back. It isn't the case anymore. Um, I think uh, Sevilla is someone who you can target to not score this week, uh, especially at these prices. Uh, I'm not sold on uh, the concept that Liverpool will get five or six saves, but I, I, I do have the, the concept here that Liverpool are at full health, and when they have a 100% full healthy team, uh, they're one of the better ones in the world. So that's something you can consider there, especially Trent Alexander-Arnold at only 4.4K. Uh, Monaco wingbacks are probably where I'm going to be looking to stack mostly this week, uh, simply for the fact that they are just probably two of the better defensive players defensive players of this week uh, you can take a look at Chore and uh, he has one of the better floors uh, in terms of crossing he has a very high cross count the last few weeks uh, and even uh, last time when they played a uh, group leaders uh, best of pass uh, he managed to pop in five crosses uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Torre finishes with the CS bonus this week uh, much closer to 10 than he's found himself uh, but uh, even with that CS bonus, you can use them in cash, and you'll probably still get you a six or seven, uh, which is more than enough to roll with uh, from that price range. The Tottenham wing backs are where I'll be looking, though. Uh, ben Davies, uh, Karen Tripper, and Serge Aurier. <laughs> uh, these three are priced like they're on one of the biggest losing teams in the world, and they all play for a really good team, and they actually play as wing midfielders. Uh, so whichever of the two start, they're going to be wing midfielders. And if you get the opportunity across this entire slate to find any wing midfielder that's going to see 90 minutes and play under 4.5K on a winning team or a team that can score multiple goals, that's a pretty big opportunity to jump on board with. And whenever you realize they're the Tottenham players uh, who all have a really high-skilled cap, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, so you're really going to have to make a decision between Tottenham and Dortmund here this week and uh, roll with one of them because uh, both of them offer incredible plays. 
like I said, though, after uh, after those two, you're really starting to push yourself in terms of finding defensive players. And I'm hoping that uh, there'll be some discount wingback starters uh, that we can grab uh, on some other teams. But uh, in terms of like uh, maybe Ismali on, uh, on Shakhtar, he has a really decent floor. Mm. Haps on Farnord, he has a really decent floor. Um, Gillick on uh, Monaco uh, could be someone that is getting some shots on that, could be due. Uh, Carroll on Sevilla will be coming in a really cheap. Lago on uh, APOL is uh, probably where I'll be looking uh, as my discounted uh, cash defender. If you take a look at his uh, scores, he has scored at least six uh, all season, uh, which is basically just below two times value. But whenever you are dealing with someone that's 3.4K, uh, you're just expecting a little bit uh, extra to happen, and you're flying. Uh, so that's someone I can rely on it whenever I'm really looking to spend up on some other salaries. And again, uh, you can take Lago and Ronaldo at the exact same time because uh, Lago uh, would only lose the CS bonus and he plays out in the wing where Ronaldo will be spending uh, most of the time uh, in, towards the center of the field with Benzema. So I really like Lago a lot. Uh, Nuren Koop in uh, Fire Nord is another guy with a pretty decent floor. But really what you're going to have to do here is uh, find that cheap uh, starter somewhere, uh, hopefully on Napoli. Uh, Napoli's wingbacks are really hurt right now. And uh, it may be uh, Daniel Maggio that uh, gets the start. Um, and while at 4.1K isn't the biggest discount in the world, uh, he usually averages around five crosses a game playing as the left back for Napoli. Uh, so while uh, Marcus Rio, uh, Rio, excuse me, Mario Rio uh, may end up being hurt here and not starting, uh, don't be afraid to jump on Maggio and Napoli uh, for some really good uh, ownership plays. Uh, but other than that, that's really my defensive takes. Yep, that that. Just about does it. Uh, I was just going to mention Rui. I was going to see what you thought of Rui if he, you know, finds his way into the starting lineup. Uh, who, who, who would you rather have, you think? The, these Liverpool wingbacks at the back or guys like Napoli that are priced down here? Uh, Liverpool. Definitely, definitely Liverpool. Uh, I think especially with Coutinho being back at full health, it completely changes the dynamic of the Liverpool team. And the CS bonus goes from something that we're chasing to something that we can kind of predict and expect. Uh, so I like the Liverpool guys just on uh, action alone. Um, but uh, the Napoli guys, to me, are a little raw and a little unexperienced. And whenever you have uh, the left back, or excuse me, the right back on Napoli, Haja, uh, uh, he's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's really, really bad. Uh, yeah. Really, really bad. Like, Jesus. if you watch, I like, I like Napoli. I've always, I kind of have a soft spot for him as is. But uh, over the years, I've got to see them play, and he's really bad. Like, he's just going to kick the ball blindly and give it to whoever happens to be in front of him. Uh, I wrote that up in my article about who plays on that side uh, for Shakhtar. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Where did Gulam go? Where did Gulam where did Gulam go? He tore his ACL. Oh, and, he's done. And not just like a little tear, but like needed surgery. So he's probably going to be gone uh, until the ne next year sometime. Uh, but, uh, yeah, all the best to him. But uh, from a DFS sense, that makes Napoli really unappealing at the back uh, because what the only appeal Napoli had was stacking Gulam with 
uh, Reyna. So uh, without Goulam, Reyna becomes less of a target, uh, and you can kind of safely go on the other team's opposite, uh, opposition attack for a goal uh, when you know there's no target there. Yep. Um, yeah, anyways, let's move on to midfield, and at midfield, let's do it a little differently here. We have, you know, four teams that are in good spots, just about. How would you rank, you know, them and their prospective players based off their teams, Rob? Yeah, for sure. So, I think Liverpool's number one, uh, mostly for the fact that they have the biggest discounts, uh, like when you look at Tottenham, they don't really see that big of a discount, like around one and a half thousand, uh, two thousand if they're lucky. Liverpool's mid discounts like two thousand. Uh, Coutinho should be a ten k player. Uh, he should even be an eleven k player. Um, so I really like Liverpool uh, as my number one midfielder um, to look at. My number two sets of midfielder uh, would probably be. That's close. Um, uh, it, my number two, well, see, yeah, I kind of had a, a, a setup here where uh, I really like a couple of midfielders for GPP, and that's uh, Hamsik and Kagawa. Uh, I really like Hamsik this week. <clears throat> Excuse me, Hamsik, so I'll probably say Napoli as my second. Uh, I think Hamsik is in the spot here where Napoli have to win this game. It's not like a, a question mark. They have to. Uh, Hamsik's the armband here for a reason. He's their captain, and uh, he is clutch. If there's one person in Europe that you want to define as a clutch player, it's Merrick Hamsik and Napoli. Uh, even for his national team, this guy shows up when uh, he, the, everyone seems to need it the most. Uh, so I'm looking for Hamsik to do some absolute damage here. Napoli in general are incredible. I consider them a lot more forwards than I do uh, midfield, though. Uh, I don't like see who knows who Man City start. Sane's great. You can roll with Sane and everything, and that's probably who I'll be sticking with. But there's going to be a lot of discounted. Gunjigan may get in. Uh, Bernardo Silva may start. So it's like wait until they come out with their starting lineup. Uh, I think um, Monaco are really hurt in the midfield and should be completely faded. Uh, and Real Madrid uh, are too expensive across the midfield. Uh, whenever you compare. Uh, Real Madrid and Man City across the board. Like uh, David Silva's better than Cruz. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne's the perfect pivot to Ronaldo. Uh, so it's like wait and see what happens here with the Man City starters. But I think uh, Man City are rated above Real Madrid for me just simply because Real Madrid's too expensive for their lack of production. Uh, Leipzig don't offer too much, and uh, Monaco offer nothing in the midfield. But uh, the one guy, one guy outside of the main is uh, Bergwies on uh, Firenord. That guy's a monster. He's a DFS god. Uh, I have no problem against Man City even rocking him in cash or GPP. He's probably still going to finish in double digits for you off at least eight crosses. Uh, so he's the vocal point for the Firenord attack. Uh, but uh, other than that, that's really my midfield takes. Yeah, personally, I'm going to be fading that guy, Bergwies. I think uh, a lot of people are going to be chasing him. I think his game log is going to, you know, entice a lot of people. But Man City, realistically, is going to hold the entire possession of the ball. That guy is not going to see much of the ball. It also was reported that, you know, Pep was going to 
probably roll with a, somewhat of a B squad. They said Yaya Torre may even make the, you know, starting eleven. Would you be yeah. interested? Would you be interested in using him at, you know, low price or no? You no. can't. Uh, really good guy, not a good DFS guy. Um, especially like he hasn't played in so long, and he's never been known to be overly fit or agile. Uh, so even if he does play, I expect him to be moving at an incredibly reduced rate. And the only way he would see uh, DFS relevance is if he got to take a penalty shot or something. And uh, I don't try and chase penalty shots unless I know the other team takes a ton of fouls. And, uh, yeah, I'm just not I'm not sold on that. Shakhtar take a lot of fouls. But uh, Feyenoord uh, may not end up uh, pulling someone down in the box to give Corey that chance. Yeah, I agree. Um, but guys like Bernardo Silva, I think, should see the story. I mean, he's pretty cheap, you know. And Ilke Gundogan is another guy that could see it. Now 5,600, he's pretty cheap. But anyways, let's move the forward. Forward, it's pretty obvious. Kind of touched on it, you know, in your midfield takes. you got guys like Coutinho and Salah, Mane. Firmino, they're all priced down for whatever reason. It makes no sense. Um, outside of that, I think personally, I think Ronaldo's too high. You can't really build a you know a lineup that has much upside when you have Ronaldo, unless Ronaldo's getting you a hat trick. That's the way the slate is built up because you have guys, you know, the man, any the forward who starts for the Man City up top for Man City is probably going to have just as high goal scoring odds as Ronaldo. And, you know, it makes for a much easier target to fit him in. But that does it, That just does it up for me. I'm probably just going to stick with Liverpool. Um, maybe Rock Harry Kane in a couple of lineups. Yarmolenko has a safe floor at AK. And they have to win. What about you, Rob? What are you looking at? Yeah, um, in terms of Ronaldo. So I, I wrote him up in my article because... When I that was really before I built too many lineups. I had a few built, uh, but I didn't build too many. And as I really started getting into my build process, and I was like 50 cards deep, I realized Ronaldo is impossible to get into your cards this week. If you're taking Ronaldo, you're basically looking at one to two guys that are going to finish under seven fantasy points at the end of the game. Uh, and in doing so, you're taking a massive, massive risk that nothing bad happens on top of that and forces them even into negatives. Uh, so that isn't something I'm... It, I, Ronaldo's probably going to score a hat-trick. That's the problem here. Uh, April have a, a ceiling of giving up a hat-trick to Harry Kane and giving up multiple goals. Uh, so uh, Ronaldo... While Real Madrid may only score three goals, he is the vocal point. He's taking seven shots a game. Uh, it, it's he, If you can do it, do it. Like, get it in there. But if you can't, uh, don't freak out because I'm not entirely sure. Even with low ownership, I'm just not sure how it's possible uh, because you're really hedging on a lot of things. Maybe once the discounted starters come out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as of the pre, pre-lineups, uh, he isn't someone I'm looking at uh, too seriously anymore. Um, Aguero is someone that I like in GPPs because I think he has a crazy high ceiling. 
uh, if he starts. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is someone I'm going to be fading this week, unfortunately. Uh, he is the ultimate Ronaldo pivot, obviously, and he has a crazy high ceiling and floor. I just don't like Man City to dominate like Napoli and Liverpool this week. So uh, I like Kevin De Bruyne. Obviously, if you fall on him, don't freak out and feel like you have to change him or anything. He's he's still going to finish in double digits, but I think uh, it's probably going to be on the lower end of the double digits. Uh, so I'll be fading that. Uh, Leroy Sané is going to be where I'll be looking at Man City if I'm going to play anyone. Uh, he has a really, really high floor, and uh, if he gets the start here, that's where if I'm taking Man City, it's going to be Leroy Sané, no question. Mertens is probably my top GPP play. Uh, I think Napoli have to win this game by at least two goals. Uh, so uh, Mertens has been playing at an incredibly high standard uh, as of late uh, for both uh uh, club and country uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if Merton comes out here today and scores two off the hop and uh, at, by halftime has you well ahead of the field in GPPs uh, Coutinho's probably the top player of the entire slate across the board uh, just at 8.9k on DraftKings I don't know how to avoid that uh, and Singe on Napoli is another guy I'm going to be looking to stack uh, he takes the, he's going to be taking the penalty shots again. I have him pegged at at least an assist uh, this game. His floor for me is basically an assist. So I uh, I really like Insigne uh, going up against Shakhtar at home. Salah, you never like literally last slate he was 11k for multiple weeks here. So 8.7k. Uh, there's no reason for him to drop down that fast. Uh, Sevilla isn't that good. So uh, I'll be looking at Sal an awful lot at 8.7K. Cal John on Napoli is going to be one of my top cash plays of the week. Uh, he's handled all the free kicks and uh, corners since uh, Gulam has uh, been coming out of the lineup uh, with his ACL injury. So at only 8.5K, Cal John, his minutes aren't amazing, so I won't be looking at him in GPP, but I have no problem rolling with him in cash and just getting that floor uh, Harry Kane and GPP, I really like him this week, as gross as that sounds. Tottenham are way better away than they are at home, and uh, Harry Kane has been struggling at home and domestically, So, but uh, doing really well uh, on the uh, Champions League front. So I really like Harry Kane. I really like Falcao a lot. Falcao is going to be another one of my cash plays. Uh, he is playing 90 minutes again, which makes him usable in any format. Uh, so uh, I really like Monaco to be sneaky and not many people to look to them this week. And Falcao is someone who's still going to take multiple shots every single game, uh, put a ton of them on net, and uh, finish with double digits uh, for only 8.3K. Uh, Yarmolenko is another guy you can look to in cash. I'm just not so high in Dortmund. If you're big on Dortmund, Yarmolenko is your guy in cash. But uh, in terms of if you're not so high in Dortmund, uh, like myself, uh, I'll be avoiding uh, Yarmolenko this week. Sadio Mane, same situation uh, for all the other Liverpool guys. At only 7.9K, it doesn't make sense. Uh, so if he, I expect Liverpool to start and really come out here to win the game. Uh, so Mane, someone I'm going to be looking to at only 7.9K. Firmino is in the same situation. I'd like him to be super contrarian on Liverpool. I don't think a lot of people are going to be looking to Firmino as the Liverpool answer. Uh, and I think he absolutely could be this week. Sevilla just aren't very good against technically sound guys like that. Uh, th so uh, look to Firmino to sneak in a goal here this week at only 7.3K at no ownership. You could really find an edge there. Uh, Forsberg, someone you're probably going to have to roll with in your cash line. Lineups uh, at only 6.8k. He's finished double digits every single game for uh, Leipzig so far this season. Uh, 
I'm hoping that a lot of people will remember him vividly over the Sweden break and seeing him finish with only three and not really feature in the game very much. Uh, he's very active for his domestic team, Leipzig. He takes all the corners and free kicks. Uh, he should finish with at least five to seven crosses this game. So at only 6,800, while you're maybe looking at Monaco, um, I know I sure am. Uh, anytime you don't feature Monaco on cash, you can definitely roll to Forsberg. Uh, Kieta on for, on uh, Monaco is another guy you're going to have to look at. He plays 90 minutes now, and uh, the issue with the other two, Djokovic and uh, Carrillo, they sub each other off at about the 60-minute mark every single game. So that's something you're going to have to avoid, but Kieta is playing uh, 90 minutes over in the left mid, and he has a really good floor uh, at only 6.7K. I don't think I'll look at that in cash, but if you happen to land on a 6.8, 6.7K left, uh, don't be afraid to look at him and uh, use him comfortably with your other Monaco players. Uh, Timo Werner is uh, on Leipzig is the guy you're going to have to consider, too. Unfortunately, that's the issue with Monaco. Uh, they may be uh, excellent DFS targets, but they're not so much great real-life targets right now because uh, Werner is scoring. He's uh, the German national team main striker. He's incredible talent. He just has been struggling with form as of late, and uh, he has been scoring again, and he's one of the most streakier scorers in all of Europe. So I'll be looking at him at only 6.4K when I don't have any Monaco featured in my card to try and fit him in. Mario Gote is someone you're going to want in cash. Uh, he's averaging around seven crosses a game right now at only 6.2K. Uh, again, for Dortmund, anytime you're looking at uh, not looking at Tottenham, you can uh, look right at Dortmund uh, to provide you with a pretty safe floor at only 6.2K. Go say someone I'll be looking at. Uh, ben Yetter, uh, he interests me with Sevilla just for the simple fact that he has a very high ceiling. Uh, I like Liverpool too much this week to be relying on him, but uh, he's there all the same. Uh, two of my favorite uh, forward uh, GPP really contrarian plays uh, this week. The first one is uh, Ferreira on uh, Shakhtar. Napoli are really bad at the back right now, uh, and they've historically struggled against crosses coming in to guys that are kind of like Lewandowski that go up and uh, make big headers and put the ball in the net. So I don't actually mind here to uh, take Fiera as a swing in GPP and try to catch something. Uh, but uh, my other big play would actually be on uh, J Nicholas Jorks and the Dutchman, or the, D the Dane, excuse me, on um, the going up there against Man City. Uh, I really like uh, Jorks and to sneak one in at absolutely low ownership. But uh, other than that, that's really my two uh, last forward picks. But uh, that is all my forward takes, really. Yeah, sounds like you got to catch a phone call, but that about does it. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, that about does it for today's edition of the Foul Balls podcast. This is for the Tuesday slate in a couple of hours, and we will be back tomorrow or later tonight for to cover the Wednesday slate. Depends when. Does DraftKings have the prices up or no? Not yet. They usually don't come up till about an hour after the slate ends. Uh, this slate ends, so okay. Uh, I'll be looking for that. Okay. So, yeah, we'll touch base again, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Good luck, everybody, and, you know, bye-bye.